Get away from her, you bitch! Hello, and welcome to my podcast! How you doing? Good. Very good. Fantastic. Um, so I heard you've kicked your kids out for the day. You ready to talk horror movies? I am ready to talk horror movies. And, uh, th this is actually a horror movie that my oldest has seen, watched with me, so... Oh, that's awesome. Yes. Um, I'm really waiting for the day for my nieces, because I don't have kids yet, but my nieces to get old enough to be like, Mum hates horror movies, Arnie Cat. Can <laughs> we watch the this with you? It, it is a lot of fun to watch, uh... Old movies that that you know you've kind of got an attachment to with your, with your kids, so yeah, we watched and Edward Scissorhands with them. So oh, nice, that's almost horror. That's that's yeah, it's, it's borderline. <laughs> they loved it. My niece goes around with like um her texture lids on her fingers. <laughs> <laughs> She's the spooky nice. one. Nice. Once she starts cutting people's hair, then you worry. Yeah, my yeah. dad thinks that she wants the scissors, but, you know, she's settled for texter lids. <laughs> Much um, more appropriate. Yes, for a four-year-old and a clumsy four-year-old at that, so everyone's safe now. Um, can you uh, please tell our lovely listeners uh, a little bit about yourself? Because I already know as much as... The next bloke? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, name's Matt Hewson. I am the editor of Player Two, a community gaming website. I have been a gaming journalist for about 12, 13 years now. Um, did the freelance thing for a long time and then decided to start my own venture in Player Two because uh, freelancing is very hard and you need to dedicate <laughs> a lot of time and effort to chasing leads and, and things like that. And I felt that uh, maybe I could do something a bit different just because I still enjoy writing. Uh, so that's how Player 2 started. And yeah, I've, so I've been loitering around the video game scene for probably too long. It's <laughs> probably the, uh, the explanation for it. Oh, trust me, I'm feeling that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going into my seventh year now. Seventh so, year, yes. Yeah, so we've been working together since I started. Yeah, basically. Is, pretty freaking cool it is very cool very small world though it is it's a small industry yeah it's a very small industry in australia so yeah it definitely is i um i like where i am i really i love my job um and i decided to take some time off in october and i said to my boss i'm just really stressed i need a week off and he, he says to me you know are you stressed about work i was like oh god no 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 it works no. the easy bit works like <laughs> Oh, I'm coming to work. That's fine. I can ignore what's happening in the world. I was like, but everything else that's going on in this world is just really putting a lot of um, weight on my shoulders. And yeah. I just yeah, definitely feel the world. that. So. Yeah. Because you, you guys are all still working from home and whatnot, aren't you? Or yeah, I work from the office, but essentially all my, like, I work in another business, obviously, but um, all our employees are basically from home and I just kind of run the office with yeah. a few others to, to keep them working from home sort of thing so nice yeah good on you helping everybody out yeah, it I works just... well we just yeah. like to have jobs you know a absolutely lot of, a lot and of people um, are not that lucky exactly and I think to myself that because I work for a distribution company that I could have potentially lost my job mm. from this but 
it seemed to do the opposite. Made you more busy? Yeah, we've noticed that too. Yeah, it went, um, it went nuts. Games mm-hmm. just went nuts. <laughs> well, it's insane. I went to try and buy a controller the other day because mine died, and there are none in Canberra. All of Canberra don't have oh, controllers. No. There's just none. They're all gone. Oh, <laughs> I had no. to order one from Amazon. But <laughs> <laughs> Ew, Amazon. Mm, it was the only place that had any. <laughs> yeah, my brother-in-law, um, he did the same thing about two months ago and had to drive to an EB Games that is nowhere near where we live <laughs> to get this double pack of controllers that he needed. So I was yeah. actually really surprised. Yeah, it's like printers, laptops, and anything related to video games is all gone. Yeah, my well, my partner Ned, uh, he works in retail, and the same thing has happened to to him. And they're only just getting back to normal stock levels now, yeah. which is great. It's but insane. I wanted heaps of shit. <laughs> when, <laughs> what did you do like, when you're stuck at home? <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh, I just want to buy stuff now. I actually <laughs> wanted just a um a Nintendo Switch dock. Yes, yeah. And couldn't get one anywhere. Switches were, like, rarer than diamonds. Yeah, I just wanted the dock. I didn't want a Switch. (laughs) Have one of them. (laughs) Have one of them, don't have the dock, yeah. Yeah, so one came into his work probably mid-April, and he just hid it away and called me and said, I've got one for (laughs) you, come in now. (laughs) The boss won't let me hide it for long. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so... One thing I like to get my guests to do on this podcast is basically put together a pitch for the movie that you've right. chosen. And um, you chose Alien, the uh, 1979. Alien, aliens. We, we, we've had a miscommunication, have we? Oh, yes. Yes, Aliens. So. <laughs> but it's all right. It's fine. <laughs> the second one, because yes. that was the first one I saw. Um, and that was 1982. Two, Five? Oh, a bit later, I thought. I but thought it yeah. was earlier. Oh, I'll have Let to Google that. Yeah, go right. straight to Dr. Google. He'll tell you. Yeah. Um, Aliens was... Oh, it was actually 1986. Yeah, I was way go. off. A bit later, because right. it was after Terminator. It was James Cameron's yes. kind of second movie. Yeah, because um, I was actually watching a um, documentary this morning on the making of Aliens. And yeah, that's on Netflix at the moment. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. I think it, is, it just yeah. came on my, uh, my YouTube yeah, um, there was a doco, I think it was dead. Netflix, about the making of it all. But um, ah, essentially, the same one. it's the sequel to a straight-up horror movie that had science fiction um, roots, I guess, uh, about a lone survivor from the previous movie who has come back to civilization after 56 years in hypersleep. Um, so she's been out of action her kids are actually dead now they like she they died while she was under um of old age uh and uh humans being stupid decided to go back to the planet where she found the alien <laughs> the first time and have colonized that planet and shock horror they found a ship full of alien eggs and basically just unleashed fury yeah absolutely yeah. i am um... I really like this film because of, you know, what's that saying that um, if you don't learn from your mistakes, you're doomed to repeat them? Yes. Yeah. And, and that is this film. <laughs> it is this film. And it's uh, what it, I guess it takes it that step further. The first one, there's this kind of implement implication that the board 
of directors of this company, Wayland Yuani, asked them to check out the alien spaceship, and that caused the problem. Um, yeah, that was in time, the first one. In the yeah. first one, yeah, and then this one, they've had warning. And, like, basically Ripley, the main character, has come in and said, look, guys, don't go there. That's just stupid. And they do it anyway. <laughs> and they think she's a nut job. And then all of a sudden, a week later, they come and knock at the door and go, hey, guess what? We can't talk to anyone on this planet right now. And she doesn't really want to go back, but they convince her to. Yeah. And she's it wouldn't fantastic. be much of a movie without her. I really, I love her character <laughs> so much. Uh, I think... I think it's such an important character, too, in movies. Um, uh, uh, around the time of these movies, especially the first one, and, and, and still with the second one, a powerful women's lead in what is a very male-dominated genre. Um, she was exceptional. And she, she has a lot of bearing on... I grew up with her as a lead character, so having women in a lead character wasn't anything out of the ordinary for me. It, it's, it's not out of the ordinary for people that saw Ripley she was that kind of iconic female tough character but she doesn't start tough she she grows into that role there's a lot of character growth with Ripley so it's a lot of development and you see her in the first very um very still like a blunt person still very um strong and um I can't think of you know, confident and oh yeah, this is but my job. But she's obviously cool. very damaged too, and, and yes. troubled at the start of that movie. Yeah. And by the end, she's like she's become that prototype badass woman that's in charge and taking control because she's she sees what needs to be done and just does it, and it kind of clashes with the military that are with her. Um, but it's always kind of this moral compass that takes her in this this direction. Yeah. She's definitely one of my favourite final girls. And a lot of people wouldn't consider her a final girl because it's... um, I feel like the aliens and alien really walk that fine line between um, science fiction and horror. Whereas for so long people wouldn't have considered aliens to be a horror movie. No, I I, I think though that's kind of shortchanging the filmmaking uh, a lot. Uh, James Cameron... Is obviously a very gifted filmmaker and everything he does in this movie especially for the first even at first hour of this movie everything there is to build tension and you mm. and you just the little things that just like the beep of the motion detector that is such an effective device oh. of building tension you know because it's I just hate those, that thing <laughs> that constant noise you know beep Beep, beep, and it kind of blends in the background until it doesn't, and it starts ramping up, and then yeah. and then it just gets the heart rate going. Um, all these little things that he does, um, that only like someone at the top of their game, I think, could, yeah, definitely could think of you know. And there's this whole bunch of these little touches that just keep ramping that tension. The nightmares that Ripley has, the the uh, you know the use of of um, kind of the shadowy effects, which. Watching the documentary, they explained a lot of that was so they didn't get caught out with the special effects. But it adds, you know, this adds tension. To it. You know, and they're old tropes, a lot of them, but he's just put them together in a way that that um, brings it all together and, and makes it a really tense movie. Especially, I'm a, real, um, I'm a real big fan of the way that they um, do their space scenes 
where yes. there's no noise in space. And yeah. I'm like, yes, that is what space sounds like. No well, doubt about it. <laughs> the tagline of the first Alien was, in space no one can hear you scream. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and it plays through. It's really cool. They do a lot of things like that ground it. Um, it's it's obviously a fantastical science fiction movie that's that's not real in any way, but they do a lot of things that ground it and, and make it believable uh, with characters. Yeah. Um, that those military tropes that they use in the characters, they're all characters we've seen in a hundred war movies before, but added in this uh, kind of this setting, it, it adds that kind of uh, familiarity that people need to associate with a movie. So you've got yeah. the, the the tough grunts and you've got the kind of green lieutenant and. And the scummy corporate guy and, you know, all those sort of things. <laughs> Which, by the way, I will say, I could never take Paul Reiser seriously after that role. I hated him. Oh, really? Passion. I couldn't watch Mad About You. No, there's no way. He was a scumbag. <laughs> you just hated his character so much him. that you're like, no. Nah. I hated him so bad. What a scumbag. You're out. <laughs> yep. You're done for life, mate. You've ruined yourself. Because, um, so in the, the start of the film... um. Sorry, I'm just reading my notes. Um, she is going... It, she's in space still. Yes, still. At the end, yeah. it basically she's starts... Going to the... uh, with a, scal- a salvage unit uh, finds yes, her lost right. in space in her hypersleep. So, Aww, uh, and with they, her cat. With her cat, <laughs> yes. Uh, the only two survivors of the original movie. Of the, uh, what's the spaceship? The Nostro- Nostromo. Nostromo. I can never say it. Yep. <laughs> and, yeah, they stopped on the planet LV-426 and um, had one How do you remember, remember that stuff? Yeah, I have seen it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. But I yeah, only so- watched it this morning and I'm just like, oh, somewhere. LV-426, yep. Um, and so that was John Hurt's also trivia john hurt's first big hollywood movie too um, oh, really? and, and he had an alien burst out of his chest and oh, uh <laughs> and I that was the end of them all of those scenes <laughs> and then the second one like because it it ramps it up it does that hollywood thing of ramping up and that's a lot of the time that ruins a sequel but in this yeah. case uh it's done with a deft touch so it it doesn't ever take the fear away even when the action gets quite intense and a lot of the times action can take away from the scares yeah. Somehow in this movie, it, it never happens. It's still a tense movie, even though the the bullets are flying and and the guns are shooting, and it's all very um, grandiose in its action. Uh, right up until the end, when you're just cheering for Ripley and yeah. she gets in that loader to take on the Queen Alien, it's like one of the oh. most iconic battle scenes I think in Hollywood. To be honest, you know that yeah. fight scene with her and the alien, and she's in the big loader. That's uh, fantastic, absolutely fantastic, and it holds up really well. The, the special effects and stuff, because they used mechanical effects. Um, it, they it used does hold um, up really practical well. effects yeah. more than um, you know. Back in nineteen, well, they would have been filming in the early eighties for yeah. this. But what I'm not even sure what the um, the capabilities for special effects would have been because like i've watched a lot of slashes from the 80s and obviously that's all practical effects yeah yeah you can it, do blood it was with all anything. miniatures and stuff like so a lot of like yeah. star wars and things like that was in that era they, they use miniatures yeah. to do the space scenes and 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 tricks like that but i think if it's done well it holds up 
pretty good under inspection. Like you obviously have to make some for forgivenesses for the age of the of the movie. Um, oh, I appreciate it more than making forgivenesses. <laughs> yes, because <laughs> that was, was a just very like bad word. But anyway, no, no, not at all. I do understand what you're saying. It's yeah. just more like um, you just think to yourself how. That is yeah. insane how you managed to do that. That's fantastic. And yes. it's just, um, it's amazing. And because I, my first experience with like the Alien series was actually Alien vs. Predator. Oh, So I hadn't thing. even watched yeah. any of the others. <laughs> and I loved that movie. Oh, no. <laughs> what do you mean? I loved it. I'm a big Predator fan. Yeah, yeah. So but... I, I cheer oh, for Predator those all the Alien way. Those Alien vs. Predator movies are so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I I have a real big weird habit. Not habit, but it's like something ingrained in me that I will always like the ones that everybody hates. The, the <laughs> hot trash movies, yeah. Oh, just like, that is brilliant. How do you think... What do you mean that shit? Yeah. <laughs> like, um, Freddy vs. Jason is probably one of See, I don't my top mind ten. Freddy vs. Jason because it's intentionally cheeseball. Oh, like, yeah, it's you, you brilliant. Know. It's so, just so and I good. like cheeseball, like I like Chucky, yeah. and I like those sort of yeah. cheeseball horror movies. So, my yeah. first Chucky movie was actually the one that came out last year. Oh, the the one in the psych ward. No. Um, oh, the one with Mark the, Hamill as Chucky. Yes. Oh, yeah. right, the the kind of reboot one. Yeah. Yeah. So I've only just started watching Child's Play and whatnot oh, wow. now. Yeah. I don't. I just never. Mainly because my sister, my twenty-two-year-old sister, um, watched it when she was maybe nine, yep. and was terrified. And so ever since then, I was just like, "Oh, I can't. I can't watch that, that if so, she was scared." So, the best thing. Oh, we're getting really off track here, but no, no, it's fine. What Chucky was awesome for the first three were kind of straight-up horror movies, much yeah. in the vein of like. Uh, Freddy movie or a, or or a Jason movie, but mm. then the, the by the fourth one they kind of went. This is really corny. We're a, like a talking doll, so we may as well just lean in. <laughs> Let's that. go nuts. <laughs> and that's when he like got his bride, which was Jennifer yeah. Tilly, and then yeah. <laughs> and then he had a kid, and then yeah. he came back and was tormenting the voice actor. So Brad DeRoof that does the voice for Chucky, um, his daughter is the main character in the most recent two of the original series. So oh, his okay. daughter's the main chick, Fiona DeRoof. So, yeah, basically, wow. yeah, he gets to torment his daughter for two movies. That would be such a cool moment, though, to share yeah. with your parent, who is, uh, you know, this... Um, icon. It's like, yeah, he's right up there with, like, Robert Englund as Freddie yeah. or, you know. Um, so it's that iconic actor slash horror star. But yeah, we're getting distracted on Chuggy. Yeah. Oh, I could go on a million tangents. <laughs> this is just... I could talk about horror all day, every day. And that's mainly probably a bad idea to do a horror podcast. Um, <laughs> so we are at um, this like space facility at the moment mm -hmm. where um, the salvage unit's taken Ripley during her hypersleep and she wakes up there. Yep. Um. And this is where Paul Reiser visits her. Yeah. Yeah. And he seems like, you know, the caring guy and all that shit. Um, he's a terrible person, but he uh, <laughs> kind of explains that she's been under for 56 yeah. years. And, and in the special edition of the movie, the director's cut, 
there's actually a scene where she discovers that her daughter's dead. Oh, um, I didn't see the director's cut. Yeah, so in the director's cut. Because I have cut, the director's cut of Alien and uh, Alien vs. Predator and the Predator films. Yeah. But um, not of this one. There's a couple of... It's not a massive director's cut, but there's just a couple of things I think he just cut for time, really, that yeah. that um, that work well in the movie. So, in, yeah, in the director's cut, she goes and finds that her daughter's died of old age and she had a happy mm. life and, and that kind of makes her feel a little bit better. Um, but then she can't get a job because they all call her a nutter. Because um, <laughs> they for, don't believe uh, for that the aliens blowing exist. Blowing up the ship because there was an alien in it. <laughs> they don't believe her. Um, so she can't get a job as a pilot because she was a pilot before. Uh, she goes to working at the dock. And this is where the loader comes in. Um, and then about a week later, she's still having nightmares and things about the alien. Uh, and Paul Reiser comes and sees her and says, look, uh, we've lost contact with the colony on the planet that you... Told you not to go there, yeah. you dickhead. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, uh, we'd like you to come with us. And she promptly, promptly tells them to bugger off, uh, but then gets convinced to join them as a as a subject matter expert. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> with, with, with the uh, Colonial Marines, which is the first time we get to see the Marines in this universe. Yeah, which is... um. Just like watching them in every other universe. Yeah, they've got some really, really decent actors though to play yeah. the Marines. So, um, you've got Kyle Reese back from the Terminator. He's now in. Oh. He's, he's um, Hicks. Uh, you've also got Bill Paxton in there. As, oh, I as love Hudson. Bill Paxton. I just and, forgot how much I love him. And he's, funnily enough, the only man to ever have been killed by a Predator, a Terminator, and an alien. So that's a good for your uh, Wait. trivia night. How did he, how, but how did he die in Alien and Predator? So in Predator, he was in Predator Two, and he got. Killed. Oh, I haven't seen Predator Two. Yeah, uh, and <laughs> Terminator. He was the first punk that the Terminator kills in the yeah. original movie, yeah. and yeah. I love Terminator. Yeah, so he he's kind of like this, and he he died not long ago too. I think pretty unexpectedly. So Bill Paxton. Yes. What? Yeah. yeah. Speaking of horror, Wait, he did no, a really good that. horror movie called Frailty. If you have, uh, he wrote I, and directed that. Yeah, I do know the movie you're talking about, yep. and I have seen it on my because I have an Instagram for the podcast, and people talk about it so often. It is a and really so good movie. I've got to see I think it. it got lost in the sixth sense because it came uh, about the same time, and it kind of had that kind of similar feel to it. So it got lost in the in the hype of the sixth sense. I think, and I loved the sixth sense. Yes. But it's really cool. It's got Powers Booth and Matthew McConaughey in it. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to have to watch that. Yeah, it's very that good That sounds one. really interesting. I'm going to... Yeah, I love Bill Paxton. Mm. Who's great. He's great. Yeah. Um, so... Oh, where am I? So she's gone... With the Marines. Yeah, she's with the yeah. Marines. And hold on, I've got to... <coughs> Excuse me. Yep. I've been sleeping with my mouth open, so my throat is so sore at the moment. Don't say that at this time. Someone will say, go and get a test. Oh, it's so horrible because I um, I have chronic sinusitis. Yeah. And so I'm coughing and sneezing and I'm an asthmatic, so I just don't go anywhere. No, no just stay at home. Yeah. No, I don't want people dealing with that. Yeah. Oh, I wrote on my um, notes about um, Ripley was sad because she was meant to go back for her daughter's birthday. Yes. I, yeah, that made me sad. Um, blah, 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 blah. I don't know where I'm up to. Uh, they're just about to land on LV-426. Okay, yeah. LV-426. I can see that now. Yes. Um, so they're hanging around. 
and um, the planet is really um, there's nothing there really. No, it's part <laughs> of a terraforming uh, yeah. thing. So they they sent colonists out there to terraform the place. It apparently takes dozens of years to happen, and they set mm. up all these big atmosphere generators and things like that. So there's a colony of like seventy families on this uh, um, on oh. this planet. Yeah. So uh, they're there and they're setting up this this thing and obviously uh, a salvage unit that works on this colony got a message to go and check out a coordinates set of coordinates. Yes. Um, which happened to be the alien spaceship with the eggs. And, <laughs> oh, yeah. I hate the eggs. <laughs> like, they make me feel so icky. Yeah. I just... Ick. Ick. Oh, mm. Yeah, they're... they're, they're they're a really cool kind of design, though. Everything, <laughs> I think, every alien in any movie—not just the alien movie, but yeah. any any actual extraterrestrial design in movies since the aliens movies—is always compared to Alien. Like the, yeah, the design of, of H.R. Geiger in these movies is is paralleled to none. Like Independence Day, I remember the alien coming out and everyone going, "Yeah, that's just it's just not." It's a cheap knockoff on it's everything. Seems to be compared to that alien xenomorph design. Yeah, well, I think they really set a standard in yeah. there. Um, even in the um, in Alien, because you don't see a- like the alien for ages no, in no, the first movie. Not only like right the last... at the end. Right at the end, you yeah. see the full alien. Yeah, yeah, you see like the little thumb thing that runs yeah. away. <laughs> it looks like a worm, but you, yeah, you don't see the xenomorph as yeah. this big, huge thing and i actually have a really cool xenomorph pin somewhere and it's like all rainbow and pretty (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah you don't you see the face huggers obviously but um which i think are just brilliant like everything about the design in these movies is just phenomenal for the time that it was 100 percent. and i'm very forgiving of even the the dodgy sequels that came after (laughs) aliens because in my mind, yeah, they're not they're nowhere near the first two. Like the first two set the standard. Yeah. Um, the sequels never got to those heights. But you know what? They're still better than probably eighty percent of similar movies out there. Um, just based on the aliens themselves and yeah. what a threat they are. Um, like the ultimate killing machine, almost. You mm. know, everything about them is is hostile right down to their blood which is acid so yeah well they're just very um what's the word like apex yes yeah. and, like the way that they created this lore around um the the way they hunt and mm. the way that they um you know fight or in combat and and um I just, I think in Alien vs Predator they started spitting acid I'm not too yeah, sure yeah I think that uh, was in that was in one of the Aliens movies. I think it was in Ali- Alien Resurrection as well. Oh, I haven't seen got, Resurrection. That one yeah. got super weird. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but they start spitting acid yeah. as a um, like defense mechanism even. And I was just like, whoa. Yep. And yep. But Alien and Aliens definitely set a standard for how um, Alien movies... Like, the way people want them to be approached by yeah. directors and costume designers and even down to your your music and, and scripts. Oh, absolutely. And everything. I mean, you think there's been so many copies of the Aliens formula, like, especially the yeah. second one. 
you, you can think of like Doom and Pitch Black and all these movies that I are love basically Pitch Black. <laughs> Pitch Black's great. It's so uh, good. <laughs> it's probably the, the best example I think I've ever seen of a copy. What's the sequel to that? Uh, there was the Chronicles of Riddick, and then that's, there was Riddick. That's right. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't remember what it was called. So Riddick kind of was back to the horror sort of thing, but yeah, yeah. Um, not many have got it right. Like Doom no. was a disgrace, um, uh, and most of the alien movies that kind of copy this formula of this predator from outer space, predator, I shouldn't say predator, this killer from <laughs> outer space, uh, we, we get confusion here. Um, uh, yeah, they just can't match the tension they can't match mm. uh just the design that went into this movie that that makes it so so terrifying yeah i am um, and for so long i didn't re- like i said i didn't see these as horror films mm. but i was definitely terrified watching them it was the first ever movie i watched uh and was like legitimately scared i was yeah. about nine and i had i had nightmares for weeks yeah, like I, I remember one point waking up and going into my parents room going they're in the walls they're in the walls <laughs> you know <laughs> i don't but, remember my dreams i feel sorry for everybody who yeah. does <laughs> <laughs> i just i just, I just remember ones. that moment waking up yeah. terrified yeah um Running into mum and dad. <laughs> and then dad just going crook at me. Told you not to watch that bloody movie. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think it happened? <laughs> oh, bless. Yep. I, um, yeah, when I first watched horror movies, I didn't really have nightmares, but I always had trouble going to sleep. Yeah. Because I was worried I was going to have a nightmare. <laughs> more than actually having a nightmare. So, yeah, yeah. go figure. <laughs> um, so... They, um, blah, 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 blah. So they eventually run into, um, a girl named Newt. Newt, yeah. The only survivor of the colonies. Yeah. So I'm guessing the entire colony is wiped out at this stage. Well, yes and no. Or they're not there. They're they're not there. They're not there. Uh, Newt is. She escaped and has been living in the air ducts uh, of the facility. Um, yes. and scavenging food and things and she's obviously in quite a bit of shock and hmm. takes quite a while for Ripley to kind of reach her and get her to talk again and yeah a- as you would expect um and she says that famous line that that my parents told me that monsters aren't real but they are aren't they uh, that's yeah. the question she asks of Ripley and it's kind of you know a bit of a famous moment in the movie um so they found Newt and they they're kind of piecing together what's happened there's a lot of evidence that there's face huggers yes there's face huggers in the science lab there that two are alive and four are dead um and they there's evidence that the the colonists have blocked off the walls and tried to seal themselves in from something trying to get away trying to get away um so the marines start to do a scan of the uh the system the of the facility to try and find where the where the colonists are, and they find them all underneath the reactor. Uh, they find all these beeps and of the of the um, actual colonists in the reactor. So they head off there, uh, and what they find in the reactor is also that they can't fire their guns, which is convenient because they might set yep. off uh, a uh, nuclear Explosion. reaction. Um, but they find all the the colonists, some of them still alive, cocooned in the wall this just makes um, me feel so sick <laughs> <laughs> and i think it's like my worst nightmare is like getting 
is something like that happening to me? They're stuck <laughs> and being in a wall, yeah, and they can't An move incubator. And, like, no. And, and that, that science fiction trope of the kill me, you know, where the, yeah. yeah, that's, this is where it comes from, you know, so they're sitting in the wall. Uh, oh. They've obviously seen what's happened to everyone else that's stuck in a wall, and this girl's just kind of opened her eyes and scared the crap out of everyone because she opened her eyes and then just kill me, kill me like this. And then yeah. the, the alien pops out of her chest. Oh. <laughs> I, I just really love what they do with these. Like, yes. it's just, I love the fact that the alien lives inside them. I really shouldn't drink soft drink while I'm recording. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's like my first soft drink for the week. So I'm really proud of myself. You've done well. Oh, thank you. Um, but just the... Absolute, you can see like the pressure in their faces before the aliens like yeah. bust out, and that terrifies me. I'm just like, oh, it's gruesome and it's cool, but oh, I can just like, yeah, like, ah. <laughs> it's, it's also the point that Ripley kind of kicks into action because up until this point, she's been pretty much a passive passenger of this yeah. trip. And then she's, she's watching these events through the eyes of the, um, the marines because they've got cameras on which is a really effective Mm. that first person perspective is really effective here um especially because it's kind of grainy cameras and it adds a lot to the whole scene but she's watching and she sees the alien pop out of the chest and 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 she knows she it triggers that kind of memory she has a bit of a flashback and then it's kind of from that point on it's action ripley uh she she does what needs to be done uh, yeah. to save people and she takes control she pushes the lieutenant out of the road and um, <laughs> jumps into the car and smashes it through the wall to try and save these guys and because yeah. um, you know after- like it's um it's like a tick goes in her brain and yep. she's just this it's like autopilot for her she's, yeah she's just got she to do knows it. what she's got to do and yeah. i just really i just i love her so much i love sigourney weaver i love her in this movie i haven't really seen a lot of her other movies funnily enough she is honestly one of the my favorite actors i think of all time yeah. i don't think there's anything i've seen her in that i haven't really adored her in and she does a lot of things so very well um comedy and action and all sorts of things she's in and even when she pops up as a little bit part she's she always makes the most of it like have you ever seen yeah. paul yes uh, yeah so she's oh yes yeah, I, just yeah. rem- I love paul that yeah. movie is i ned watched it for the first time only like two weeks ago with me <laughs> and i just couldn't believe that he hadn't seen it before yes. so yeah she's great brilliant. in that um, yeah I de- forgot that she's in it. <laughs> she's the bad Duh. guy in the Marvel's yeah. Defenders and things like that. I haven't on, seen Defenders. On on Netflix. Um, so, yeah, yeah she, she adds a lot to, to movies. Gorillas in the Mist yeah. is a fantastic movie too. So Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. Yes. Um, she's a really good actor. I think she's won a couple of Oscars and things over she the She should years, have so. won Oscars for this, but, you know, horror no, movies. Science fiction. Yeah, science fiction, horror, never a chance. Um, See you later. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. It's it's um, definitely disappointing considering some of these films are twenty times better than what would have been winning awards at that time. Well, they they hang around for longer too. Like it's Absolutely. it's hard to remember some Oscar winners. Um, I always look at Shawshank, which is a movie that everyone knows. Yeah, that year it didn't win the Oscar. No one could tell I don't you understand what, why. what what won the Oscar that year, but no, they all remember Shawshank. You know, so 
Yeah. Absolutely. And it's so funny because that's a Stephen King book. Yes, it is. Uh, it's so, it blows my mind. So is the, so is the Green Mile. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, and the Green Mile is, yeah, another movie in my top 10 favorite movies of all time. <laughs> I watched really that when good, I was, yeah. oh, it came out when I was maybe between seven and 10. Yeah. And I would have watched it then as well. And, and, and Frank Darbont, the director, Shawshank and Green Mile, also did The Mist, which is... Ah! Yeah. Oh, I love The Mist. Oh, The Mist. The new great, one, yeah. though. I haven't seen the, the new, old one. The, the original movie with Thomas Jane. There was a TV yeah, I haven't series seen after that. that. Yeah. Oh! Yeah. The more you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, my wife's a super Stephen King fan, so... Oh, really? I'm trying books. to yeah. get into it. Yeah, yeah so... Um, the writing is very small. And yes. so I have a really hard time reading it because some of these books are very hard to read, especially like yeah. you look at the stand and it's like the size of the yellow pages. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I the the first one I actually managed to get through was Needful Things, ah, and yes. and I love it, and I love the movie, and it's just so fantastic <laughs> that you know the devils come along to yes. play pranks on everybody, and it's just it's Every, everyone says The Shining, but. For uh, the Stephen King movies, I, I think I like Misery. Oh, uh, it's on my list to watch. Yeah, <laughs> Kathy Bates is absolutely the best psychopath in Hollywood. Everybody who says that, <laughs> it's like that talks about Misery, yeah, mentions she, how fantastic she is. She's like Hannibal Lecter, like that level <gasps> of creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love. Oh, I love the Hannibal series. Yes. <laughs> so um, so. <clears throat> Ripley's kicked into gear yes. and she's basically telling everybody what they have to do now yep. because they've found the the eggs and um, they've been attacked by the... Aliens. A couple, the a couple of aliens. Yep. Yeah. And they get captured and... and a few, um, of them, few of them get killed uh, mm. because they couldn't use bullets. They're using flamethrowers. So one gets eaten and the flamethrower kills another one as he... You know, oh, spins God. around and you know that when of... I saw that I was just like you dummies yes yeah um, <laughs> but, but they get about five now. of them get out five or six of them get out and then yeah. uh, they call they make the decision because now Hicks who is oh, I forget his name that's terrible the actual actor but the guy that played um, Kyle Reese um, I'll remember it it's, uh, uh, it's atrocious um, and it says uh, Michael Michael Bean. Michael Bean. that's him yes okay um, he was a James Cameron favourite because he was in The Abyss and Terminator as well. Um, ah, so he, many crossovers. Yeah, yeah. James Cameron has his little favourite groups of people. Yeah. And he's, like, uh, <laughs> he's kind of the ranking officer now as a corporal because yeah. everyone else is dead. <laughs> Imagine going from <laughs> corporal to like second lieutenant in yes. a matter of minutes. <laughs> so they make, they make uh, the choice to escape the planet, call the dropship, and yeah. just nuke the bastard from, from the, space. Um, yeah. The colony, yeah. Yeah. So um, as they do that, <clears throat> the dropship comes to get them, and there's an alien in the dropship. Of course, there's an alien <laughs> in the dropship. I would have, and, <laughs> of course, of course, and they die. The dropship crashes. Uh, that uh, really upset me. Bill Paxton gets to say his famous "game over, man, game over" line. <laughs> um, that yeah, you know, you've heard a million times on things. Um, Mine is always get to the chopper. The That's the one I remember from, like, the, this universe. Yeah, from Predator, yeah. Yeah. So, and then they, uh, so they've, they're kind of stuck here now. So they go and bind themselves up in the, the control room and, and, and put some turrets in the, in the 
in the tunnels to keep the aliens away and try and weld themselves in. And this is where Paul Reiser becomes the biggest scummy the biggest scumbag, scumbag ever. ever. Yeah. Yep. He, <laughs> he uh, waits until Ripley and Newt are asleep in the med bay and he lets loose the two face huggers that are still in the silence lab that are alive. Yeah. Under the impression that he'll get them impregnated with an alien and then he'll slip them through customs so they can study them back on and make his money yeah. from discovering uh, aliens <laughs> yeah and so they find out that it was him and they escape with the skin of their teeth without getting which is a really cool scene you know ellen's uh ripley's fighting with the, the alien wrapped around her neck trying to impregnate yeah. her face and, <laughs> and and uh yeah the the marines get there at the last minute they decide to kill paul riser which was probably what they should have done to begin with uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't like it don't like the look on your <laughs> no, face no, you're out you're gonna be a betraying bastard yeah um <laughs> so if you were directing the film you would have just killed him at the start yeah i have if i was the <laughs> lieutenant i just you're a scummy corporate guy dead <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like that horror trope you know you know the smooth looking corporate uh, guy is yeah. gonna be a scummy you just know it it, it it's like the the god botherer in a in a, a Stephen King story, the, the, there's yeah. always one God botherer that's talking about. If there's someone starts talking about Jesus, just hog tie and gag him and go. Put him in the cool room. Yeah, <laughs> put him in the cool room. Oh uh, yes, uh, but um, yeah. So they decide to kill him, and Ripley actually tells him not to because she wants because it's his fault that he basically yeah. was the one that sent the scavengers out to this location um, and got everyone. So Ripley wants him to go back and suffer, you know, the trial and everything uh, and everyone to find out what happened. Because she's pragmatic. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> or and diplomatic, probably diplomatics more. Yeah, I think she just wants him to, to face what he's Justice. done. Justice. Um, and then the aliens attack, like in force, in, in large numbers. Um, oh, did it make you feel ill? Just the crawling through the roof. Yeah. And they're yeah. coming through. And you look, and the first scene where he goes up with a torch and sees the aliens crawling through the roof. And there's oh, like just hundreds the sound, of them. sound. Yeah. And the, there's just so many. And it just, I don't know, something about large numbers of gross things. <laughs> the eggs. Yes, the aliens the eggs. crawling Every, in the everything roof. Everything about them is eggs. rather unpleasant. <laughs> it is, isn't it? And I think it's meant to. <laughs> it's meant I to, think, it's meant to, because it's not just. Uh, tension it's not just horror and it's not just gore which i think a lot mm. of new horror movies fall back yeah. on just making gory it's about all of the things coming together to give you that uncomfortable feeling unease uh, yeah and-, and just sitting there on the edge of your seat and that these scenes do it really well um paul riser in the meantime has locked himself <laughs> in another room uh and he's locked everyone out of the room so they can't get away from the aliens because you know dick. scumbag <laughs> And an alien's in there waiting for him, and he gets his just alien head bitten off dessert. So, I have a question. Mm. When, um, so the face huggers are like the impregnation yes. thing. Yes. But where do they come from? So that's the where that, that's where the the story's leading to, actually. So the, the face huggers come from the eggs. Because I always get um, confused about it. And and they talking and there's Bishop. Bishop is an android. 
Who's um, played by um, Lance, Lance Henriksen, Henriksen yes. who went on to do Pumpkinhead after this movie. Yes, he did a lot yeah. of. He's done a lot of sci-fi horror over the time. Mm. Real genre sort of actor. Um, yeah, definitely. He he's a android, and the android he's been studying the aliens while they've been there. Yeah, because he um, can't get killed by them. No, no, because he's a he's a robot. He's a perfect perfect person um, to be there. And he he makes the the call. He says. So we know what comes as a result of the egg and the facehugger and then the alien. What's making the egg? Yeah. Um, so that, that's a question that gets posed in the movie. Uh, and they've also discovered that the, because of the alien interference uh, and the damage done to the facility, the, the fusion reactor is about to blow up. So they've yeah, got about four they hours. they get out. Yeah. Um, so he, the bishop, the, the um, android guy, uh, volunteers to crawl through a whole bunch of tunnels to get to a, a transmitter. Aliens uh, in there? No, no, no aliens in there. Oh, uh, he he's, he tries to get to this transmitter to call the oh. second dropship down from the spaceship that's still in orbit. So that's their only way out. He's going to call this dropship. Yeah. And because um, the last dropship didn't uh, didn't go to plan. No, and and the, <laughs> the big part of that is in the first movie, it was the android on the ship that caused the problem to begin with. So yeah, Ripley has a deep distrust for androids in general. Because mm. um, so that was the um, that was the one. Uh, I can't remember who played him. Oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so she's got this got- distrust, and he ends up becoming yeah. the one she can trust. I guess. Um, yeah. So he, he's off crawling while these the rest of the humans are just trying to survive. Uh, and Newt gets captured. And she's conveniently got a uh, wristband on her that they can track to find her location. Mm. So uh, Bishop manages to get through and call the dropship down. So the dropship's coming, but Ellen Ripley can't leave Newt to fate. So she yeah. and um, Hicks, who's the only ones that are left at this point, everyone else is dead. Um, no surprise. No surprises <laughs> there. Uh, go off after find to find Newt, and she's been taken yeah. to the Queen Alien, which is where we find where this the eggs come from. The biggest battle the, of the biggest all time. battle. So they get to this spot in where the Queen is laying eggs. Um, oh. <clears throat> she's really gross. Big yeah. long <laughs> tube thing, dropping eggs everywhere. Um, yeah, aliens everywhere. She- she doesn't really look like a xenomorph. No, not at first, anyway. But uh, mm. big she head. She had some on features, a, but yeah, yeah. And uh, they get into a bit of a battle there, and Ripley starts shooting all the eggs and exploding things, and just as the rest of the facility starts blowing up, uh, and then makes her escape uh, up the elevator while the alien and the alien queen disconnects herself from the kind of egg-laying part of her. Ugh. And, and starts chasing her up the, and she's gigantic. Like compared yeah. to the rest of the island, she's enormous. She looks amazing. I'm gonna look up a picture of her. Yeah, very, very cool. Because I want to um, see, um, like, Alien Queen versus Alien. I just want to see what like see their what sizes are. Yeah. The oh. massive difference in height. Yeah. There is actually, I've got a graph that <laughs> shows graph. like <laughs> the sizes of it. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. So I actually didn't get to watch this bit this morning. This so. bit this morning, yeah. So what they do yeah. is um, escape up the, sh- the elevator shaft uh, with the alien chasing them. 
they manage to jump onto the, the drop ship and get away. And you think, you know, hey, deep breath. Everyone's <sighs> safe. We've got the here. ship. There's an explosion. <laughs> you know, the fusion reactor blows up. All the aliens are dead. Wonderful. Awesome. This is good. Um, turns out that the queen alien hitched a ride on yep. the back of the drop ship. And she's now in the big spaceship. With her gross legs. With her gross legs. And as they get out of the dropship into the big spaceship, she kills uh, Hicks and then kill and then sticks her tail through the android. Uh, yeah, Bishop. I liked that bit. So he's kind of half a torso now. He's not dead because he's an android, but he's got yeah. this white fluid in him that kind of is a surrogate for blood, I guess. Or yeah. Whatever. yeah. And um, he's kind of spilling this white stuff everywhere as she kills him. And Newt's hiding in a corner. The first thing she does, because she's kind of built that flight response, is she hides in a in a grate. She climbs into the air grates and stuff like that. And this is where the big loader fight yeah, happens. And the battle. And she's <laughs> and the aliens going after Newt. And then you hear that that immortal line: "Get away from her, you bitch!" And you yes. See, <laughs> you see Ripley in the big loader that looks like you know a mech, and and she's the big battle starts where she starts bashing on the on the queen alien and eventually um jumps out of the loader which the alien's got a hold of and flushes them out the, the sp- yeah into space yeah um, the um yeah, the airlock it's like a yeah, yeah that's yeah. the word i was like su- suction cap yeah <laughs> the I airlock and, that, and, that, and then you get to take a deep breath and they all yeah uh she saves what's left of bishop um and she puts newt and herself into uh, sleep into the cryo yeah. sleep, and that's where the movie ends. Yeah, because I haven't seen the one after this. So, so. Alien, yeah, Alien Three, she gets found. Uh, they crash her. Her escape pod crashes on a prison. Planet. Yeah. Okay. <coughs> oh, and, maybe. And you, you, it was David Finch's first movie. Maybe. Um, and maybe I've only seen it once, and that's why I don't remember it. Yeah, Newt and Bishop were both dead on impact. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, then I really, had... um, what really fascinates me about this movie, and Newt in particular, is that at the start of the movie, you know, she finds out that her daughter is dead. Yeah. But then has this very maternal, protective um, instinct towards Newt and making sure that Newt is alive and yeah. safe and not getting killed by the Queen. <laughs> it's, it's very much held by some really good performances. Like, that, yeah. that kid... I don't know who she is, and I don't know that she did anything else after this, but um, she was really good and at, in her role. It was um, it was some really mature acting from someone that young, I feel. Yeah. It was by an actress named Carrie Hen, mm. who hasn't really done, anything. done much yeah. after. Yeah, doesn't... She did Aliens, and then... Mm, not, a- not alien encounter. Oh, she did like some stuff on TV, really, yeah. and then just appeared as herself everywhere. Yep, in and interviews on documentaries about aliens. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Pretty much. <laughs> that, yeah. That's about it. It just says she appeared as herself. Yeah. So yeah, which is really disappointing because she did such a, a brilliant job in Aliens. You'd yeah, yeah. And, uh, expect and to see her those, elsewhere. You know, child stars. Mm. It's easier for them to just disappear. But then you look at actresses like Linda Blair, who was only ever known as... As the exorcist chick, yeah. As the girl from The Exorcist. Yeah. Yeah, that that sort of iconic role can be 
Oh, you see so many Bond girls and things like that that yeah. you never see from again. And even though they might have been fantastic up until that point, and it's kind of like the kiss of death taking on yeah. an iconic role, you know. Most of the Bond actors themselves, James Bond yeah. actors, uh, even Daniel Pierce Brosnan struggled after after Bond yeah. for a long time. Because so. they're just that, that Bond guy. Yeah, they're the Bond guy. So I think, I think those iconic roles can stunt a career. What did Sean Connery do after? Lots of things. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> he was Indy's dad oh. in Indiana Jones. Oh, of course, yeah. He was yeah. In Highlander and he was in... Yeah, he won an Oscar he was actually in... for Medicine Man and Hunt for the Red October and... Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a lot of movies that my I wouldn't have been yeah, interested no. in. Yeah, no. Sean, so Sean went serious for a long time. Yeah, I am. Um, yeah. I didn't really. I don't really enjoy Bond Bond films. <laughs> I I like them for what they are, but you never take them too. Seriously. I'm sure if I sat down and watched them, I and think gave the modern them one, the, the Daniel day, Craig ones are good films. The rest, yeah, are I enjoy trashy those. action. Ah, oh, well, maybe yeah. I'll enjoy them then. Yeah. Although I kind of find it hard to sit down and watch anything that's not a horror-related film lately, <laughs> you, or a TV hatch. show. Yeah, there's no there's no Bond horror spin-offs. Oh, no. maybe that's something I. Maybe <laughs> yeah. I'll write a James Bond horror action film. Yeah, yeah. James Bond saves the world from zombies. Yep. Oh, I hate zombie movies. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm recording an episode with someone, and they're a bit younger than me, and their first horror movie was um, Sam Raimi's uh, Dawn of the Dead. Oh, Dawn of the Dead. That and was I'm like, not Sam Raimi. Uh, uh, Day, Day of the Dead. No, Dawn of the Dead. Uh, not Sam Raimi. Um, uh, Bri- uh, guy that did 300. Uh, oh, and Superman. And he's the one that... The singer, Brian Singer. The singer. Oh, the, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam Raimi did all the the effects for it. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it was um, part of Sam Raimi's uh, Ghost House pictures. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I hate that movie. It's a good movie. It's good. It's, good it's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's some real good, funny horror, like, horror, like bits in it. Like, yeah. the guy oh. that lives on the gun shop, and they're like, hey. Yeah, yeah. And they, like, send signs get to the, each other get and this stuff. guy, yeah. Yeah, I, I, in, I've got a soft spot for Sam Raimi too. Evil Dead and yeah. Army of Darkness and oh, stuff like that. Evil Dead's my favorite movie of all time. Favorite. I movies. actually named my son Ash. <gasps> my eldest That's is Ash, cool. and and to That's this day, cool. we were thinking of baby names, and I was looking at my DVD shelf, and then the Evil Dead was there, and I went Ash, and and my wife said, "Yeah, Ash is a really Ashley's a really nice name." I said, "Yes, yes, it is. It's a really nice name." <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm so glad you agree. Yeah, it's a nice name. Yeah. Did you um? Did you watch the TV series? Yes. Yeah. I'm still... up to season two, and I just I am such a Bruce Campbell fan oh, he's girl. Not, he's so good. I would he's got die a book. if I met him. I don't know him. if you've read his book. No, um, I haven't. It's called "If Chins Could Kill: Confessions of a B Grade Actor," and it, and it is just fantastic. It is the best look I at Hollywood that. from from a working actor's perspective. Yeah. Fantastic. He's just brilliant. Yeah. I'd love to meet him. Yeah, he's a funny and, guy. And um. One of, because I've met some horror actors, like I met, um, who's the guy in Wolf Creek? John Jarrett. Oh, John Jarrett, yeah. It's my friend's dad. <laughs> so I didn't meet him as John, yeah. like the Wolf Creek guy. I met him as my friend's dad. Yes, your my friend's friend was dad, like, yep. hey, this is my dad. And I'm like, your dad's John Jarrett. <laughs> your dad's Mick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say that to him though, because his mum is also Noni from Play School. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> he's just like, oh, 
fuck my life. Yeah. <laughs> and because he's a lot younger than me. So when... Oh, I haven't spoken to him in, in years. Yeah. But when we were friends, I was just like, your mum was like my hero when I was five. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, I just the, don't think he's old enough to understand, like, how much of a hero his mum is. <laughs> and then, And then how scary... Your dad is. His dad is. Yeah. 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 But he's, vo- he, he's, vo- he's very well-spoken. Like, he's not anything like Mick. In no, the no. At they're all very well-trained. Because they all went to NIDA and they did the, yeah. the dramatic acting and stuff mm. like that. And, yeah. and it's so funny because I... The last time I saw John was at a show that his son was playing at the Enmore Theatre. Yep. And we had seats sitting upstairs. And his dad was, like, a couple of rows in front of us. And I was like, Ned... Will's dad's here <laughs> and everyone else is pointing to him because they're like John Jarrett's at this Jarrett. gig that I'm at <laughs> Mick is at this gig and we're just like oh Will's dad's here that's cool that's cool very cool yeah but about the closest I've got to a horror actor is I've got a, a family really close family friend of ours that we've had for years she married uh, uh, an American guy and uh, he, the American guy's brother is a stuntman and oh, cool. um, he's the Invisible Man. So in the <gasps> Invisible Man remake, whenever he's invisible, that's his brother. <laughs> so, <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, that is amazing. Yeah, yeah. So he, he does a but, lot But I mean, of, he's also invisible. So. He's also invisible, so you don't get to see him. So you watch the doco and you see the guy in the yeah. green suit. That's him. Ah, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's brilliant. Yeah. I'm going to so. have to watch the documentary. Where's that? Where can I watch that? Oh, it was on. I think it was just on the special features or something for the... For the DVD. The oh, okay. Yeah. So I have to get the DVD because um, yeah. it's on. Um, it's on a streaming service that I have. I have sure like seven, yeah. so it's somewhere. Yeah. So I won't get to see the special features. But yeah, he played DVD. zombies in a few movies and stuff that's like that so too. Cool. So you, you, you spot him out. Oh, there's Luke. Yeah, there he is. You know. Oh, that's him. <laughs> that's so amazing. That yeah, yeah, that is cool. It's very cool. I wish I was that cool. <laughs> <laughs> that disregard for my own safety to be a stuntman. <laughs> oh, my niece, need, she, um, we, we used to call her the kamikaze kid. Yeah. Because she's the kid that, like, jumps off the top of the lounge and is running around the backyard and falls over and laughs, doesn't yeah. cry. So I think she'd be really good in that kind of job. <laughs> it takes this kind of almost, yeah, self lack of self-preservation that, yeah. that most normal people have. I mean, she's also four, so that's mm. probably why. She just doesn't care. Possibly. Doesn't doesn't <laughs> grasp what's gonna happen next. No. Take a oh. take a few concussions before that happens. Oh, I had a concussion once. It was my it's dad's fun. fault. He dropped Don't a, remember a um, whole day. It's it's <laughs> He was like, Don't fall asleep, don't fall asleep and I was like, Dad, I'm sleepy. He's yeah. like, Oh my god, I'm gonna kill my daughter <laughs> I had a he dropped like a um an electricity box like flap door thing. But the oh, corner yeah, yeah. hit the soft spot of my skull here. Yep. And so, yeah. Thanks, Dad. Yes. Shout out, Dad. It's probably why I got brain damage. <laughs> my brain was still developing. I was 14. Yeah, I played 14 years in the front row in rugby league, so... Ah, uh, so my dad was the second rower. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So was he a front... I don't know what he was. A few of those in football, but anyway. He has cauliflower ears now. Uh, isn't yeah. he lucky? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, this, this film, mm. back on Aliens, um, you said you were quite young watching this movie. Yes. Did it impact how you watch horror movies today? Do you have, like, a, um, 
a specific type of horror movie that you like to watch because of this or I think so I think I t- kind of gravitate towards um, movies that, that do tension really well I've always kind of been your mind is scarier than anything uh, a filmmaker can put on on film um, so what what happens in your mind so anything that plays with your mind in building tension or uh, you know um, kind of forcing you to conjure horrors in in your head uh, I think is more effective as a horror device than yeah. than you know something like saw the original saw movie was very good but after mm-hmm. that they kind of delved into this almost gore porn that's uh, because Australians stopped yeah, yes, directing yeah. and writing the films. And I say that to everybody, because Saw, without a doubt, comes up every lot, episode yeah. that I record. And uh, definitely, I say the first two are fantastic, because yeah. they're the ones that are done by the Australians. And I feel like Australian writers and directors really do that psychological thriller really well. You know, Wolf Creek is definitely yeah. one of those ones. It preys on your absolute fear of getting stuck out in the middle of nowhere and someone taking you. And as an Australian, like, I know what that feels like. <laughs> yeah, being out there. I know, I know what it's like out yeah. there, and, and, and you do too. And so, and then we have, like, The Loved Ones and yeah. all these Australian films that really do create these psychological horrors more than a an entity. Like, it's kind of like your own worst enemy. Yeah. You are your own worst enemy when, when in your creating brain, this. your brain can conjure way nastier things like and that was mm. the effective thing about saw was it's just two guys in a room essentially for the whole movie it's about yeah. what what's happening in their minds is the scary part so uh, i think that sort of horror is really good but then you go they go to the hostel and things like that which is just over the top it's gore, the gore and, and it loses yeah. any effect because it just becomes about gore um, yeah so I think gore is very important in a horror movie, especially something about a serial killer or anything like that. Yeah. It should be used as an impact device. It shouldn't be every scene. Yeah. And I yeah. think that um, Saw definitely did that in the first movie, for yes. sure. I can't really remember the second movie for some weird reason. Um, that was the one with the pit of needles, which I was oh, really okay, not yeah, comfortable with. No, I remember with that. It. Yeah, yeah. See, needles don't bother me, but that bothered yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had to dive the into sh- the syringes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah mm. no. But, uh, and the first one is that that impact of not only the gore, but the psychological stuff behind it, because mm. it made you question your own morality and yeah. ethics and think to yourself, what would I do if I was in there? Very, very and, effective way of, of doing it, yeah. Yeah, and it, it was it's just a brilliant film. I'm actually talking with Jem uh, uh, about yes. Saw in a couple of weeks, so I'm looking forward to it. It'll be a good episode, uh, especially because it's had, a, a, I guess, of more recent horror films, it's had a really big impact. Not, yeah, not a definitely. lot have, but it, it seems to have. And the sad thing is that it kind of um, contributed to this gore porn phenomenon yeah. that happened but i don't think that was its intention no i don't think all. it was at the first either it was just a tight thriller um yeah i think yeah thrillers tend to be a bit scarier for me like yeah um even real life ones there's one that was a few years ago called phone booth it was Joel, one of Joel Schumacher's last movies. Yeah, I know the I know the movie. You're yeah, about, yeah, the entire movie is Colin Farrell in this um, mm. phone booth with a sniper pointing a gun at him, telling him to do certain things, and kind of that lack of control, being forced to do something, is is also something I find quite 
creepy and and you know horrifying to think about especially because as humans we're taught for so long that we are in control and that we have free will to do whatever we want yes yeah and then the moment that you realize we might not that is terrifying yes yeah very scary that scares me those sort of things head Mm. head games uh yeah yeah, i'm a big psychological thriller thriller fan and Um, but with gore and, and blood and special effects, I really commend films like American Psycho where it's so contextualized and not over the top. It's not ridiculous. And they kind of make it fun in a weird way. Yeah. Well, Tarantino does that a bit too with violence, you know, um, yeah. Reservoir Dogs, the scene with Stuck in the Middle of You where he's cutting the guy's ear. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's kind of this, he's dancing around Michael Madsen, dancing, and then he cuts the guy's ear and dances back to the music, and it's all very, yeah, it's it's, it's a unique way to bring the violence into it without yeah. it ever becoming just over the top for no yes. reason. Yeah. And it kind of um, helps that person digest what's happening as well and to be able to give it some kind of... Oh, I realise this is just a like a yeah. movie now because yeah. I will never get over the hip to be square scene with Patrick Bateman <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. with the axe in his like raincoat yep. talking to um who who play is it Jack Jake Jake Gyllen uh, Gyllenhaal Gyllenhaal J- I, Gyllenhaal I, th- I can't remember it's been so long since I've watched I feel Marvel like he's Psycho, it, yeah I think he's I think he's the guy that's in it and he's sitting on the lounge and he's like talking about him and then he just absolutely yep. chops him to death. On the, on the plastic. Yeah. yeah. It's just, um, it was a, when I first watched that, it was like a breath of fresh air to watch a horror movie, like a psychological yeah. thriller that wasn't ridiculous. See, that's why I ridiculous. think uh, Silence <laughs> of the Lambs always stands up. Because I love Silence of the Lambs, and that that's got some quite. I watched actually watched it last night. Um, introduced my son to it. Oh, did he enjoy it? He did enjoy it. He wanted to watch oh, Red. Good. It was like ten thirty when it finished. He goes, "Now we can watch Red <laughs> Dragon." No, go to bed. Just don't watch Hannibal <laughs> Rising. I, I'm not going to last until <laughs> until the end of the Red Dragon. You go to bed. Um, Maybe he'll like the. He might like the TV show, although the TV show might be a little bit gory, uh, in my opinion. Oh, he doesn't bother him. He's he's nearly fifteen oh, okay. now. You know, nothing worries yeah. him. Yeah, he's he's bulletproof and yeah, oh. you know, everything else. The fifteen year old is. Um, but yeah, the the, the point uh, of Hannibal Lecter is, even though in that movie he's technically not the bad guy in that movie, like he's a bad guy. Uh, in the movie that's providing help to catch Buffalo Bill, but he has the most violent moments in the whole mm. movie. The, um, the you know, cutting the guy's face off and wearing it. And, you know, that which is quite gory, but it's it's used so sparingly that it becomes a yeah. massive shock. And a, and that moment when he lifts himself up in the ambulance and pulls the, the skin off, it's... Yeah. <laughs> I love... I'm going to watch that tonight. Yeah. I love that movie. It's, it's I will stand. forever just... Um, oh, good. <laughs> yeah, on stand. <laughs> the I other two stand. are on Netflix. It's on stand. That's so weird. Yeah, very. Why would they do that? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but I just... Oh, I love... Love... So I actually have a Death's Head moth tattoo. Because oh, nice. that's how much yeah. I love... Yeah. This, this, uh, this one. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Because how much I love Silence of the Lambs. My well, dad let me watch that when I was about eight. Because <laughs> I was just like, oh, dad, what's this movie? And he's like, oh, you might like it. 
Yeah, you might, maybe. He, you know, my dad only had me once a fortnight. He yeah. doesn't know what I'm doing at home <laughs> and what I'm allowed to watch. He's like, oh, I'll sit and watch it with you. You'll yeah. you'll be fine. So I think it's... um For any parents out there, Silence of the Lambs is probably not a good movie for an eight-year-old. No, no, not really. No. I, I just certainly didn't let my youngest watch it. He He's off watching Minecraft YouTube videos or something. So. Oh, that's yeah. my nieces at yeah, the yeah. moment. That and Roblox. <laughs> oh, yeah, they played that. That was the uh, uh, quarantine game that they played oh, with all yeah. their friends because it's yeah. it works on every computer known to man. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, they played on their iPads and my niece got... So, during quarantine, it was my niece's uh, sixth birthday. So, she got a new iPad because her old one was like... It was old, yeah, and so yeah. my sister's like, we'll get you a new one. So she'd get um, FaceTime, like Facebook Kids Messenger, <laughs> call all her friends, yep. and then be on Roblox at the same time, and yep. they're all on it together. And I was just like, you guys are doing like the shit I do with my friends. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> what yeah. the they, hell? They, they did that here too. They were playing Monopoly with the board. Everyone had, him and his mates all had their own Monopoly board out and were playing Monopoly what? with each other. Yeah, That is so cool. Yeah. That's it, it, awesome. Apart from it being Monopoly, but you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, Monopoly was banned in my house oh. because my sister and I had end up in punch ups yeah. over Park Avenue. So yeah. uh, my mum got rid of it. She's no more. <laughs> no more. You are not playing Nothing it. Nothing like capitalism to bring the worst out in people. <laughs> <laughs> I was allowed to get Park Avenue and my sister wasn't allowed to touch me. But if she got it, I would punch her lights out. Because it'd be, you did this to spite me. Yep. You did it because you hate me. And then I'd make her, like, re-roll. And, oh, I was a horrible older sister. But I'm the older sister. I get to make the rules. Yeah, that's it. That's how it works. <laughs> so, um, normally to wrap things up, I would like to know what the last horror movie is that you watched. Well, it was... The last pure horror movie I watched was The Mist. Once again, it was another one I watched with my son. Because um, he's at that age, he wants to start watching all this stuff. So we, we usually do a Friday night sort of watch, watch a movie together. It might be a dumb comedy or something. Or He watched American Pie with me, you know. That's, he's oh, no. at that age. You know, he won't watch it. His mum doesn't. She goes into the bedroom because she doesn't want to watch no. those sort of movies with his son. And that's fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we watched The Mist. Um and I got to talking about it with a few people at work that hadn't seen it. So, and it's it's got an ending that if you've seen the movie, uh, you will never ever forget this ending, ever. It it's actually different from the book. Uh, Stephen King's come out and said this ending is better than I could have written. Oh wow! Um, it's got Thomas Jane in it. Uh, so he, for those that don't know, was the Punisher, the first Punisher. Well, technically the second, because David Hasselhoff or someone yeah. did it. But, you know, yeah, he was a Punisher and he plays an artist living in a small town in Maine. Of course, it's in Maine because yeah, it's well, a Stephen, Stephen King. King. <laughs> um, and uh, this mist comes in from the hills and in the mist are these kind of monsters that you don't really see a lot of. Uh, and they end up trapped in a supermarket with a whole bunch of other people. And and like a lot of good horror movies, it's not so much about the monsters. It's about what it does to the people that are trapped and, and how, you know, it's that very... I guess it's a blunt message that people are monsters more than the actual monsters are. But that's a lot of the movie. And then it ends... I, I don't want to spoil it. It's, it's a movie... I know it's old as the hills, but spoiling this movie is would do it severe injustice. Yeah. You, you need to see the end. It is an ending of a movie that will just haunt you forever. Um, it's probably probably the 
standout ending in any horror movie I've ever seen. Um, and uh, I know it's my son sat there and went, oh, <laughs> shit. You know, he just sat there and it's it's sort of movie you sit there and just mull over for a long time uh, after it's done. Because I've but, seen the... Um the Tom Welling one. Oh yeah, so no, no, this, which is this... it's similar, but it probably wouldn't be as impactful as no, the original. No, I don't think that ends the same way either. Okay, um, interesting. So yeah, it, it. I won't. I can't even I remember the ending for, you, for this so, one. So yeah, you need. I'm gonna to, watch it's it. got. Um, <laughs> I forget her name. She's an old actress, but she plays this nutter god botherer in the. In oh, because the... there is one in. Oh yeah, absolutely. There's always the another god botherer. Well. Um, There's got to be Stephen King. Stephen King movie, yeah. Uh, he, he doesn't <laughs> like religion, apparently. But anyway, um, it's so strange that that's how he portrays it. Yeah, in as his... this kind of, and it really is this 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 lady that gets everyone on her side and saying this is hell, and and they all start believing her because you know people are desperate to find something in this situation to get them out of it, and yeah, it, it degenerates very quickly. But um, it's really good, really. And Thomas Jane's pretty underused as an actor, I think. So, yeah, go and watch it. It's it's not on any service that I know of, unfortunately. No, I haven't seen it. I've got, I've got I've got I've got the DVD. But yeah. I'm I had not to, sure. I had to lend it to the people at work so they could watch it. Because so. <laughs> you've Cause now I you're just converting all these people. Yeah, yeah. You, you have to watch it. You are te- the mist botherer now. Yeah, I got a I got a text <laughs> message from from a girl at work and she's why did you make me watch that i'm gonna be thinking about that for months why why did you say watch this <laughs> why why wouldn't you want to think about yeah. something like that for yeah. months it's a distraction <laughs> have a think about it yes very That's good amazing though. great i'm gonna definitely try and find a way to watch it ned works at jb hi-fi so i'm I sure they've be got able it to get yeah. a copy. thomas jane yeah. frank dubont directed so it was his first attempt at making a stephen king horror movie and he's done the best stephen king movies with Shawshank and the Green Mile. So yeah, yeah. My favorite uh, Stephen King will always be Salem's Lot. Ooh, the movie was. That movie. The book was very good. I'm gonna have to read the book then. Mm. He also <laughs> wrote only... things like uh, under Richard Bachman. So if you okay, uh, the Running Man, the old Arnold Schwarzenegger action movie, that was based that one, yep. based on a Stephen King book. Read wow. a Richard Bachman book, but it's Stephen King who wrote under Richard Bachman. Wow. Uh, and the book is much better than the movie. Like, I love that movie for is, all the it? cheese under the sun, but it's nowhere near as cheesy as the book is, yeah, of much grander <laughs> scale. Uh, so, yeah, Stephen King's good. Great. So, um, where can my... I'm going to call them TGI effers. TGI effers. <laughs> you might have to <laughs> emphasize that they're not effers, you know. No, that's <laughs> yeah. TGIFers. Yeah, TGIFers. Uh, Where well, can we find you on the uh, social medias? Uh, I'm at Huso81, H-E-W-S-O-81, and uh, Player2AU on Twitter. Both those accounts I manage, uh, either or. You can say nasty things to me or say nice <laughs> things to me, whatever. It's what? social media. <laughs> I don't mind. That's it. I'm sending you I, all the abuse now. I, I've been in, thir- in games journalism for 13 years. There's nothing you can say that hasn't already been said to me. <laughs> <laughs> Some oh, very God. thick skin going on here. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, I just laugh because I know what gamers are like. Yeah, yeah. Um, so beautiful stuff. Yeah. 
I, I Great. wrote a review about someone's favorite game that they didn't like and you know oh no yeah. don't do that oh god no yeah I'm not allowed <laughs> so yeah come find me there and, and check out player two um definitely we uh we just try and provide a little bit of a different perspective on games in australia because we're not beholden to i guess corporate interests at all so we can be us and fun and different and look at different things so come check it out great well uh thanks for coming on the podcast it's my pleasure yeah